0: So I don't know how to tell you this and I don't know how it happened um but it's August and for me the first week of August is bringing uh two really big gigs for which I desperately need to practice. So um let's get into it. Welcome to Get Offset. My name is Emily and I hope you don't overextend yourself the way I do. I hope you have some time to play a little Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Or Pokemon Go, or um, even better, play with a new guitar pedal. I last week released a demo for the Old Blood Noise Endeavors BL 37. I guess nobody knows what BL actually stands for. There are theories that it stands for Basic Line. Um, They are a little more basic in terms of, um, you know, controls. Then other Blood Noise Endeavors effects. They typically have a volume, a mix, a slider that controls the clock, and then a knob that's basically, you know, for lack of a better word, um, amount of the effect. They're all really cool, really. I think um, more in the ambient, shoegazy kind of side, uh, but they're all really great. Uh, I really liked this one with the clock uh, degraded a little bit. Uh, I think it sounded really really good. Um, So those are like $179. I think I might have an affiliate code for Perfect Circuit, but just buy it from uh, Old Blood Noise Endeavors if you can. I always love supporting brands directly when they sell directly. And of course, you know, not all of them do. But anyway, uh, in that demo, I play primarily nothing compares to you. I have this little instrumental version of that which I do, um, fairly regularly, though I haven't as much lately. And I don't know what was calling me to do that. And then this past week, uh, we lost Shanette O'Connor and that's, um, tragic. Most of us only know her from her, you know, that's an infamous, infamous cover that she did Prince's Nothing Compares to You. It's a beautiful cover. Um, I always say that you can tell when somebody learned that song from Sinead or if she learned it from Prince um, based on whether they say it's been seven hours and 13 days or 15 days. I think Sinead says 15 days um, and you can tell most people, most people sing that version and it's understandable. It's very sparse. It's very emotional. It's a stunning vocal performance. Uh she was, you know, definitely one of the maligned women of musical history. She was I guess what we would call now canceled for ripping up that picture of the pope on Saturday night live. And only in recent years have people admitted that eh, she she had a point there. She there she was um protesting abuse in the church which is something I don't really want to get into in this podcast because that is way above my pay grade as a musician, um, though not above my pay grade as a human to care about it and to acknowledge that uh, she was right to protest those things. So thank you, Sinead, for the music, um, for your voice, and for your time here with us. But uh, yeah, let's let's get back into, into some music stuff. Uh, recently, I mentioned that I have a bunch of gigs coming up, and uh, the real doozies are this week. So Thursday at the Royal Room in Seattle, I'm in the house band for a Women of Country Music Tribute Night. It's country folk now. So it's the Chicks, it's Katie Lang, and it's Linda Ronstadt, and uh, I believe Am I making it up when I when I say that Jim Carrey dated Linda Ronstadt in 1983? If uh if that's true, then that is your fun piece of why did I need to know that trivia for the day? And if it's not true, isn't that a funny thing I just said? It's funnier if it is true. <laughs> but I love Linda Ronstadt, uh Katie Lang and the Chicks. The chicks are actually the only one of those performers for whom I haven't been in a tribute night for them already. That being said I grew up with the Chicks um and I'm so so excited to play these songs. I don't think some anybody picked it but my favorite Chicks song is There's Your Trouble. I play that one a lot. Uh I had <laughs> it was kind of a fun moment when I was playing um Nico Case's cover of In California from her Austin City Limits um album and I said, hold up a second. I kind of sped it up, and it's just There Is Your Trouble. So I was like, oh, hey, I know how to play that song. And that's a great Mark Selby song. Unfortunately, Mark Selby's no longer with us, though he and his wife, Tia, uh, they wrote just some of the most incredible songs of the 90s and early 2000s. Tia wrote I Hope You Dance. Um, the two of them together wrote Kenny Wayne Shepherd's Blue on Black with Kenny, of course. Um, and they they spoke at Belmont it might have just been for my songwriting class. I can't really remember. And they just had such great stories. So I've always had a, a particular affinity for them. And one of my favorite pieces of music trivia in general is that the guy who wrote Goodbye Earl also wrote Cool Writer in Reproduction for Grease too. So he had a knack for writing really catchy, comedic songs. And, you know, as iconic as that song is, it was the first time that uh, controversy really came for the chicks. Because Goodbye Earl is obviously a song about um, offing an abusive husband. And d- despite there being lots of country murder ballads, I, there was something, I guess, about the, the humor of it or the levity of it that some, some radio stations uh, thought that was downright offensive. So whatever. Uh Katie Lang, I was part of her tribute night last year. It was her and Nico Case and uh Patsy Klein, which I thought was uh, a strange combination. I thought it should have just been Laura Veers and it would have been a Case Lang Veers situation. Um but it worked. It was fun. I got to bust out my baritone guitar for that one. And then Linda Ronstadt, who, you know, I play I play her songs sometimes in my demos too. It's been a while, but I used to break into um, When Will I Be Love's guitar solo, because that's such a great, great guitar solo, uh, especially how it is harmonized on the record, which obviously I I can't do uh, very easily, though I could get a harmonizer pedal. I'm just not, not going to do it. I'm just going to play it. I'm just going to play the main line, and uh, y'all are going to love it. So that's one less thing I have to learn for this gig. Uh, Saturday is the one I've really been, uh, pressing myself to learn. And I talked about this a lot last week. I talked about guitar picks. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, it's the Great Women of Disco again at the Royal Room. And I believe there are like 18 songs on that set list, which is a doozy of a set list. Uh, some of the women picked like four or five songs to play and they weren't told to not do that. So, uh, it seems like that's just going to be <laughs> that's just going to be it, guys. I'm going to learn 18 songs. Uh, some of them aren't so bad. Uh, for example, uh, Shura Shura is on that list. I know I'm hearing the interference, so I'm going to try to remove that in post. In the meantime, I'm putting my phone on airplane mode. Interference, guys. Put your phones on airplane mode when you are recording stuff. That's my bad. That was actually a Pokemon Go raid invitation. Sorry, my friends. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's again, that's it's a lot of stuff to learn. But uh, Shira Shirah, that's a pretty simple one. There are a few other ones I think are going to be pretty simple. There are some that are going to be uh not simple. Um, let me <laughs> let me remember. Let me look at the set list real quick. Yeah, um, Hot Stuff by Donna Summer. That sounds like a straightforward song until you really, really listen to it, and especially listen to uh, the end of it. There are like some false starts back into the chorus. Uh, so that's going to be a really fun one to try to figure out with a bunch of people who are playing together for the first time. So uh, pray for me. You know, while some folks may shrug off cover gigs, I am, generally speaking, a huge fan. The ones I've had the honor of playing are more like tribute nights than wedding bands, but it's honestly so much fun to play a bunch of covers. Sing people get hyped for every song, singing and dancing. It's super special, and you usually have to be a pretty big band to experience that um, at any kind of scale. But learning 18 songs in a few weeks is definitely, definitely stressful. And I'm doing that pretty, pretty much times two. Um, So I always ask myself, how do you learn a bunch of songs fast? Well, you can have the ear of an absolute champion, along with the ability to transpose not just chord structures, but licks and solos quickly. Or hear me out. You can embrace the wonders of modern technology. Like most modern guitarists, YouTube is the first place I go when I need to learn a song. Hopefully, I'll type song name guitar tutorial or song name guitar lesson into YouTube to get results. Um, and I, like most of you, have a few favorite channels. And if you can find a channel with someone who teaches in a way you can easily follow and absorb, who does a lot of stuff in the genre, decade, or artist you're trying to cover, bonus points. One of my favorite guitar lesson channels is a guy named Jason Reed. That's R-E-E-D. My husband knows him as the Hey Guitar Buddies guy. Uh, (laughs) I found Jason when I was looking for Prince guitar tutorials, and he's clearly a huge Prince fan. I think he has more Prince lessons than any other artist, uh, and definitely more Prince lessons than any other YouTube channel, but he also has a ton of classic rock, funk, disco, etc., And for my upcoming disco gig, I was so happy to find out he's covered, uh, gone over, I should say, a good chunk of those songs. There are a few reasons I vibe with Jason. Uh, One is obviously his catalog, and the other is that he does a great job at what Yvette Young calls chunking. The idea of chunking is something you probably do naturally. It's breaking a song or solo into multiple parts so that you can learn it more easily it's definitely a more natural way to memorize something piece by piece versus all at once and that doesn't just apply to guitar songs that applies to pretty much everything a surprising number of channels don't really do chunking at all much less chunking with repetition and by that i mean playing the part you're about to learn at a normal speed then breaking it down repeating each piece and then putting it all together slowly and then more quickly. That's just how a lot of people naturally learn things and it's a great thing to have in a guitar tutorial. A lot of channels, even if they have chunking, forget the importance of repetition. They may show you a few bars at a time, but then they don't really go over it. Another thing Jason does is call out the notes and the frets. Some people know the names of the notes and some people don't, and that's fine. Jason makes it accessible for everyone. Some YouTube tutorials just show you the hands and say, do this. And I can pick this up pretty easily most of the time, but there are times where I just can't tell what someone is doing with their fingers in those videos, even if I slow them down. What Jason doesn't have, but other channels do are tabs. I like having tabs, but I don't care if it's in the video or accessible via a hyperlink or if I just have to go and find one on my own. And frankly, most channels that incorporate tabs put the tab at the bottom of the screen and then you can't see the tab when you press pause. It sucks. And yeah, this happens a lot. I will be like watching a YouTube tutorial on... Um, my Apple TV upstairs, and I'll hit pause and then it's like the whole like bottom quarter of the screen just disappears. It's not as bad on the YouTube desktop, but it still obfuscates some of the screen. And usually that part of the screen is the part with the tab. And I don't really find the scrolling tabs very helpful. Uh, I, I find I can get confused by them. I wasn't great at stuff like guitar band, uh, though I did try something called Rocksmith plus, and I feel like I, I really should mention this. This is not a paid spot, even though I was in one of their ads. I filmed it at Nam. I didn't get paid for it. I didn't even get a free version of the software. I just got to try it out, but it was, it was cool. It just took, it took practice to understand, Uh, how the app worked. But it's actually really cool. I I totally recommend you... um, I don't know if they have a trial or something, but I recommend checking it out. It's called Rocksmith Plus. They have a pretty big song catalog, and it sounds like it's getting bigger. But I digress. Something that I haven't touched on that makes YouTube great for learning songs is the ability to slow down a video to 50, 75, 25% of its normal speed. When you can't find a standard tutorial, this is great. It makes it easier to learn from someone's YouTube cover or play along of a song. And I've used this feature a lot. And again, if you don't have the budget to pay for a software um, like Rocksmith Plus or Fret Zealot or Coach Guitar, which are all things I've tried, um, it it, it makes it easier to learn. Um, And that being said, even those services that have bigger catalogs they're probably missing some really important songs or some songs that might get incorporated into the set list for these tribute nights you always get someone who comes in and they want to learn they want you to learn i should say because they want to play something that's deep deep in the catalog and while something like rocksmith plus or even some of these other tools i'm about to mention even though they may say, you know, that song's not valuable enough, uh, there's a chance that someone has covered it on YouTube in a way you can see, or you can just find the YouTube version and slow it down. And the best part about the YouTube slowdown is that it keeps the song in the original key. That's clutch. But what if your singer wants to change the key? Well, that's where apps and plugins and extensions come into place. There are uh, specifically a few Chrome extensions that will transpose YouTube videos. um, And I think songs on like streaming services, though I'm not positive on that because I haven't done it. Uh, And I use one of those. I think it's just called transpose. However, you do have to know the original key and know how many half steps to go up or down to get the key that you want. The one that I use, which I think it was free, also allows you to make loops of certain sections. Combine that with slowing down or speeding up videos and learning by ear is way easier. At that point, the only thing it doesn't do that things like Rocksmith Plus and Coach Guitar actually do is tell you the specific notes. Otherwise, there are also smartphone apps that allow you to do this with songs that you've purchased and are in your phone's library. I used this for a long time before I discovered the Chrome extensions. And if you don't wanna learn from these videos, there are obviously still tab websites. Of course, you still need to use your ear, but a decent tab can go a long way. That being said, a decent tab is like a man, hard to find. Plus, you can learn the notes more at your own speed, which you can't always do with YouTube videos very easily. And boy, I hope that people who heard me say that understand that that was a Flannery O'Connor reference. I hope you did. Also go read Flannery O'Connor. Oh, and by the way, if you like this podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get access to our exclusive Discord server. We also have merch at getoffsetpodcast.com shop, including the Emily Dumb face shirt, which just sold a, another one of those. How and why is that my most popular piece of merch ever? I don't know, but keep buying it. Keep confusing my family. Keep confusing me. Uh, again, subscribe wherever you listen to this. That's huge. Um, reviews on Apple Podcasts, that's a thing. And there's also a YouTube channel you might be aware of. Uh, please like, subscribe, comment on those videos, etc. And you know what? Maybe maybe tell your favorite brands about us. That'd be cool. Speaking of cool, there are also some cool interactive tools that uh, I think might cost money. But it's been so long since I paid for them that I just don't remember. Uh, I'm talking about Ultimate Guitar and what they call official versions, um, which I think are called the Guitar Pro format. And there are free websites that have tabs in this kind of manner. But I'm just going to describe what it's like. It uses basically a tab mixed with shape notes. So like, if you're familiar with MIDI programming, you make the notes, Uh, you might make them on an actual keyboard, um, and then you'll have a MIDI playback. And this has that plus the tab. Um, Again, I think it's called Guitar Pro. Uh, That's what it was called when I was a teenager, which is to say I've been using it since I was a teenager. Essentially, it's an interactive tab that plays the different parts for you, Uh, They usually even have bass, transcribed piano and horn parts, stuff like that. And you can mute and solo the different sections. So if you're learning a song that doesn't even have a lot of guitar, but it does have string parts, you can learn those. Um, These are the absolute money when it comes to learning songs. You can slow down, transpose, loop all from within the browser And I believe that I paid a flat fee. And frankly, it was probably like a hundred bucks for access to this format, but it was totally worth it. I've been using these guitar profiles since I was a teenager. Again, and it's absolutely the fastest way to learn songs. And I think the first song I learned on one of those was um, One Armed Scissor, which my high school band played at a talent show. And we did a great. We sounded awesome. We did a really good job. We did not absolutely did not win. I think the winner was the girl who sang, I should say, "Strawberry Wine," uh, for the second year in a row. <laughs> she would just she would just come back every year and sing "Strawberry Wine" because it worked for her the first time, and I think it worked for her the second time. Good on her. She had a great voice. So, um, how am I doing with learning these songs? Uh, I'm doing alright. I'm doing alright. I'm probably a little behind, but I always feel a little behind. What I do have going for me are title playlists for each show and a bookmarks folder with links to resources to learn each one of these tracks. And the hope that I don't get any last-minute key changes. God, I hope I don't get any last-minute key changes. The other thing I want to talk about is local bookers. I've usually been blessed with great luck with bookers who are absolute pros, but lately I have had a string of kind kind of weird experiences, I guess. Uh, In one case, the booker kept moving the date and not really keeping everyone updated. I guess they were trying to coordinate availability with different bands, but it's frustrating when you can't tell people about a gig because you don't know if it's going to happen, or I guess when. If, I don't know, man. Uh, Another was even more frustrating. Somebody was looking to fill a last minute cancellation. So we were asked to confirm by the end of the day. Uh, We responded within 30 minutes, but by then they said they'd already filled the bill. Listen, I get that they were stressed, but if you're going to send out multiple offers and it's going to be going to the first respondent, um, be upfront about it. Let people know that it's a race. Uh, That's still kind of lame in my opinion, but it is better because it's transparent. The ideal thing, especially if you're giving somebody a respond by end of day deadline, is to simply ask one band at a time. It sounds like they didn't have time for that. It's never easy or relaxing to fill those last minute slots, but to rescind an offer because you didn't, because they didn't know, like the band didn't know it was a race and still responded really quickly, it's, it's disappointing. And, you know, it can really sully your reputation in local music scenes, especially for non-traditional venues. So, uh, yeah, please don't do that. If you can't offer the same thing to multiple bands, like pitches to publications, don't offer it to multiple people without saying that you're doing that. Okay, rant over. Um, that has been this week's episode of Get Offset. I know it's short, but I'm a busy guy. What can I say? <laughs> Again, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash get offset. Uh, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and to the YouTube channel. Um, leave reviews where you can leave them Merch: check Offset at podcast.com slash shop, blah, 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 blah. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. Until next time, my name is Emily. Goodbye.